The latest polls show that Joe Biden is not going to be able to hide in his basement uh, this election cycle. He's going to have to get out and actually sell himself. The left is changing the meaning of words again for the most nefarious reasons, and we really need to set up some voting requirements. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope the quality of the sound is good. Again, I'm, I forgot my bloody microphone. I'm, moving is hard. Moving is really hard. But uh, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. Um, Joe Biden's poll m- numbers, what a mess. This was so bad, even the Democrats can't hide from it. And the problem that Biden is having, it's not just, it's not just one poll. It's all polls. Now, un- understand something with me in polls. I'm not a big polls fan. They're, they're not completely accurate. They're usually skewed. Uh, they, there's, they, the sample sizes are never that large. And you never really find out where they are interviewing people. So a lot of times they're interviewing in New York. They're skewed already. Uh, the other issue with them is the types of questions they ask. Um, so it can be very difficult to figure out whether a poll itself is legit. So we'll have to see. You know, for example, a, a, a great a great example with the questions is healthcare. For example, a lot of uh, polls will ask when it comes to gender affirming care. Do you believe that a child who is suffering from gender dysphoria should have the appropriate health care so that they can be more mentally fit. And you would say yes, but what you don't understand is appropriate health care for a lot of these guys means gender-affirming care, which is like the worst. So I it, little things like that. I'm not a big fan of polls. So it, it just, yeah, I, I guess just take them with a grain of salt. But this recent poll from this weekend is terrible for Joe Biden. And it was a Washington ABC poll, which is worse for Biden because ABC and the Washington Post are both outlets that are heavily biased for Joe Biden. So let's go over these poll results because they are an absolute trip. Uh, Biden is now 20 points underwater. Ouch. This is the worst he's been. Um, he has a 36% approval rating and a 56% disapproval rating. That is terrible. It actually went down after he announced that he was going to be running for president. That almost never happens. When so, I guess when you release a video at 6 a.m. in the morning, Instead of going out and celebrating like Donald Trump has done, like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has done, or like Ron DeSantis is going to do, and you just sit back and, or heck, Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy is all over the place right now. And it right now, polls are showing that Robert Kennedy, who is a nut job, by the way, Robert Kennedy is actually at 16% of the vote. Whereas Biden is at 56% of the vote. That's scary for Biden. Biden should be in the 80s or 90s when it comes to Democrats. He's not. 
He's not even hitting 60%. Okay, so let's go over some of the other statistics they found. Uh, it found that 63 of Americans do not think Biden has the mental sharpness. That is up 9%. That's up 9 points. So before, it was actually 54% thought that Joe Biden was not mentally there. Now it's 63%. Just 32% believe that Biden is mentally capable. That's really low. 5% had no opinion. I don't know what's wrong with those 5%. They probably are living in a cave someplace. Uh, this physical health, same thing. A lot of people, I mean, people are thinking this guy's going to die in his next turn. If he survives to the next election, 60%, 62% of Americans don't think Biden is in good enough physical health to serve as president. 33% believe he is. Now, what's a killer in this poll, Trump was also asked. They were asked about Trump also. 54% surveys said that Trump is mentally sharp enough to be president. 64% believed he was physically fit enough to be president. Now, verse 32 and 33%, that's not looking good. A majority, 54%, said that Trump did a better job with the economy than Biden. Biden is at 36% when it comes to the economy. Trump is killing him. By the way, I'm just curious. I It, it, always, it always makes me wonder, who are these 36% that think that Biden's doing a good job with the economy? I, I This is probably media bias. They're probably interviewing people that have a lot of money already, but 36%, doesn't that seem kind of high? The poll also showed that Trump would beat Biden if the election were held today by seven points. That's huge. And by the way, DeSantis, you might be asking yourself, what about, what if DeSantis ran against Biden? He'd beat Biden too by 7%. So it's identical. He actually lost approval again. He lost approval. His approval rating went down after he announced he was running for president. It was at about 42%. He lost about five points when he announced he was president. Maybe he should have actually listened to people when they said, yeah, he shouldn't be running again. And finally, he is down 14.3% when he announced that he was running for the president the first time. So he is way down. This is not going to be good for him. And what's scary for him is that his Democrat cronies in the media are also saying, oh boy, this is really, really bad. Again, I'm going over the ABC Washington Post poll, which is actually extremely pro-Biden, and they're coming up with this. But there are Dozens of polls. For example, the AP released a poll. There, uh, a couple of other polls were released. They all said the same thing. So that's a bad sign when, you know, you usually you have one poll that says, oh, he's up at 46%. Another poll says he's at 36%. A lot of time you see that. No, the, all the polls are showing the same thing. George Stephanopoulos, who is works for ABC News and is a huge Clinton lackey. Huge Biden lackey, big Democrat. He said, quote, this poll is just brutal for President Biden. 
Rick Klein, who's a political analyst for ABC News and, again, a huge Biden supporter, but those are the same thing. ABC News and a Biden supporter, same thing. He said, quote, you're seeing a real weakness in the coalition that powered Joe Biden to the presidency in 2020. This race is shaping up to be more about the incumbent President Joe Biden than it is about any of his challengers. That is exactly what Republicans should run in. He is absolutely correct. Here's the thing that Joe Biden did when he hid in his basement against Trump. He let Trump make it all about Trump. And Trump, who's an egomaniac and I still don't think should run for president, Trump bit into it and he loved it. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Well, here's the problem. Now people are saying, well, this guy's been president for almost three years. He's fucking up the country. It's probably time we get rid of him because as bad as he said things were with Trump, the fact of the matter is Trump was doing a better job. The only thing Biden has going for him is the unemployment has gone down to 3.4%, which, by the way, is where Trump had it. So it, even unemployment is not that big of a deal. But the difference between Trump's unemployment numbers and Biden's unemployment numbers is that wages went up under Trump. Wages are going down under Biden. And that's something that Joe, old Joe doesn't talk about during the press conferences he never holds. It has KGP has to deal, Karen Jean-Pierre has to deal with that. But the fact of the matter is wages are falling. And then you've still got a ton of big companies that are laying off. Microsoft is laying off. Amazon is laying off. Walmart is laying off. Um, Tesla and SpaceX are laying off. Big companies are laying off right now. Disney is laying off. Vice News just closed their doors. I believe they closed their doors, but they laid off half their staff. Everything is falling apart. And right now, it's just the little companies are still hiring, but it's only going to be a matter of time before they have to stop hiring. But, you know, hopefully Republicans get the idea and they stop focusing Trump stops focusing on DeSantis, and DeSantis continues to focus on Biden. That's the way we're going to win this. Donna Brazil also flipped out. It kept me up. I thought they should wake up and look at those numbers. It's sobering in the sense that the coalition that elected Joe Biden with the historic numbers that we saw in 2020, that coalition right now is fragmented. That should concern them. Now, one of the things the Biden administration is going to have, because I like to watch the people on the street, especially in liberal areas, people on the street are beginning to ask people, what do you think of Joe Biden? And what they're basically saying is Joe Biden's not a very good president, but he's not Trump. That's what they're saying. What's going to happen with Joe Biden is people are just not going to vote. That's coming. If Joe Biden wins the nomination, I don't think he will. I think you're going to see Joe Manchin jump into the fray. I think within the next couple of months, someone else big is going to jump into the Democratic primaries. And I, I can't believe they wouldn't. They'd be foolish not to. Joe Manchin right now, if he jumped in, he'd win. I think he would. I don't think he'd be a great president, but I think he would win. Um, I, I don't think she'll ever run, but uh, Obama, uh, Obama's wife or 
husband, whatever it is, uh, Michelle Obama could actually do a lot of damage in the Democratic Party. But outside of that, there really is nobody else that could run. And Joe Manchin would not get a lot of embrace from the Democrats and the left because Joe Manchin is a true Democratic moderate. He's a classical liberal. He doesn't like what the left is doing. So none of this is good news for Joe Biden. And then the bad news keeps coming for him. Title 42 ends day after tomorrow. It ends on Thursday. And there are people lining up at the border to come in. They are they are saying that it could be between 10 and 14,000 people sneaking in illegally every day. They're looking at 5 million people sneaking in over the border this year. This year. We are in May. Just he's got some real issues to deal with. And then we're not even talking about the Sudan. <laughs> we're not even talking that Joe Biden has asked China to start uh, discussing peace talks in Syria. The United States doesn't want to do it for whatever reason. He's just giving up the world to China and Russia, for that matter. We're not talking about the mess that is happening in Ukraine. We know Ukraine is losing the war now. Just incredible. He's got a lot of things going. Okay, I, the left loves, I love this story. The left loves changing words. Um, it's just a thing they do. You know, it, it, like people of color, you can't say colored people. That's racist. But people of color seems to be okay. Of course, all you have to do is reverse yeah, you reverse the words and you've got colored people, which is racist. And, you know, they, they, they constantly are changing words. Well, the killing of this homeless guy in New York by a Marine, you know, this guy who I can't remember his name and I don't care. I don't want to talk about him because I think it, it's it's a worthless thing to talk about. But this guy who was on the train started threatening people and then a Marine and two other guys. One of the guys, by the way, was black were restrained the guy and he ended up dying uh, of a chokehold, of course. Um, the, people have decided they're not going to call him homeless. They're going to change the word to unhoused. Now, a lot of us, when I first heard this, when I first heard this word, I was thinking to myself, where'd that come from? Unhoused? What happened to homeless? Now, mind you, me, bum vagrant, a hobo. I used a lot of words to describe homeless people, especially depending on where they are in society. Well, architect, so, so, you know, you talk bum, vagrant. Yeah, I, I had no problem calling them what they were. Uh, but the left doesn't like that. So I guess we're going to have a new racist word and we already know bum and vagrant, those are racist words. So Architectural Digest knows why we are changing the word from homeless to unhoused. Let's look at this article because it's kind of interesting. Uh, starting it off here, throughout the country, homelessness is an increasingly pressing and visible matter. And the situation has only become more acute due to the economic fallout of COVID-19 pandemic. In March, the Department of Housing and Urban Development reported more than 580,000 people experienced homelessness on a single night in the United States in 2020, up 2.2% from 2019. Now, in tandem 
with rising numbers, the language used to describe people experiencing homelessness is starting to change as policymakers seek new solutions to the widening crisis. So do you get that? Do you see the problem here? First off, uh, instead of finding new words, maybe you should try to find a solution to why 580,000 people are now homeless. I, there is no reason to, to worry about the language. Find out why these people, and then not to mention in this article, we already know why they ended up, uh, homeless. It's because of their stupid decisions during the China virus pandemic, where people were closing businesses. People were losing their, their homes because they couldn't make any money. They were being stuck. They couldn't actually go to work. But they don't want to do this. They don't want to just sit there and find solutions or find root causes because they are the government is the root cause. Um, the uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development is the root cause. Okay, continuing. In the mainstream discourse, Oops, sorry. In the mainstream discourse and official statements, homeless has been a standard term for years. More recently, however, activists and housing advocates have begun the word of use the word unhoused or relatedly, relatedly houseless. Even as governments stick to homeless, it's still the word the HUD uses in reports. Um, you know, again, bum, vagrant, unemployed hobo, and homeless, all were standard terms. Why we keep changing terms. But this is the beginning to change. This is beginning to change. In Los Angeles, Mary er Mayor Eric Garcetti, one of the worst mayors in Los Angeles, by the way, and some members of the city council have embraced unhoused. In Seattle, the city government uses phrase the phrase persons experiencing homelessness. That's also what the Centers of Disease Control uh, used in guidance for how to aid unhoused people during the COVID-19 pandemic. The word homeless is used only as an ad adjective. Now, I, I do want to point out uh, the C. Thank you. Thank God the CDC is using the correct wording um, because the CDC has fucked up just about everything else when it came to the COVID pandemic. But at least they're using the right language. Continuing with the article, the change is happening in parts as government move away from punitive measures amid deepening house, the deepening housing crisis. crisis. Let's read that again. The change is happening in part as governments move away from punitive measures amid the deepening housing crisis. In other words, they're not throwing people in jail for committing crimes. That's what they mean by that sentence. Past efforts have not resolved the matter, and both policy and messaging are shifting. In other words, not putting criminals in prison is not helping the problem of crime. Again, they change words, so let's just speak in English. The word homeless has become inseparable from a toxic narrative, and they put that in scare quotes, that blames and demonizes people who are unhoused, according to Eve Garo homelessness policy analyst and advocate for the American Civil Liberties Union of Southern California. The term is increasingly used in a way where it implies that someone is dangerous or devious, she said. As a result, 
less charged term is more apt. Okay, a couple of things. One, um, the how they know there's a housing crisis. Why are they worried about their language? I'm going to say that every time. Okay, let's not worry about the housing crisis. Let's take a look at the real crisis, the real root causes, um, the drug problem, broken homes, lack of education, uh, educational opportunity, the indoctrination that they're doing in schools, and basically making people less able to deal with society and get jobs and become productive human beings in society. Those are those are probably some of the root causes as to why people are homeless, but we don't want to talk about that. Okay. Next, homeless has become toxic. When did the word homeless become anything but a neutral term? Like I said, I used to use bum, vagrant, homeless, uh, vagrant. I mean, those are probably, I don't even think those are toxic. But, you know, I, I, I don't understand how homeless is more a, a neutral term. Now, I know why they're using unhoused. Okay, I do. I'll explain to you why they're using unhoused. And you're, I don't, I have not found one person that has said this. So here's something different. You're going to hear it from me. Okay, continuing with the, with the term. Uh, we have, we've seen this quote. We've seen this before. Words like transient. A transient is also a pretty neutral term. Or hobo are retired and no longer acceptable to use. I use them. Uh, end quote. Garrow said, quote, homeless has become intertwined with narratives that are toxic. It deserves to be retired. End quote. I don't think so. Homeless sounds like that's what they are. You notice the left just wants to get rid of words that were constantly used and then they just define what is toxic. Well, homeless is not a toxic term. It's not as descriptive as they want, and we'll get into that. Continuing, the use of unhoused is not linked to any particular moment or event. It has been used for years and has steady, steadily gained traction as an alternative to the more pejorative-sounding homeless over the last two decades. I never heard of unhoused. Never. I'm sorry. They say last two decades? Really? I've never heard of that. Continuing, at the same time, a related term to homelessness or homeless has begun, become, begun to be seen as othering. In May 2020, the Associated Press updated its style book to focus on, quote, first person, end quote, language. It said not to use the term the homeless, calling it dehumanize, a dehumanizing term, and instead of terms like homeless people or people without housing. You know, yeah, those style books are insane anyway. But one of the things I do want to point out, um, homeless just is a proper description. It's kind of like homed. That means you have a home. Homeless means you do not have a home. Again, facts don't care about your feelings. So if you're homeless, you're homeless. I'm not using the term unhoused. It's not a word. Okay. Uh, when talking about people experiencing homelessness, this is great. The goal is to be respectful and not lump everyone together, according to Giselle Ruthier, policy director for the Coalition of the Homeless. Okay, you notice she belongs to a bureaucracy that actually has homeless in their names. This is so stupid. 
This is so stupid. Now, I told you there's a reason they're using the term unhoused, and there is. Unhoused is a verb. Unhoused means somebody took their house away. I was unhoused. I, it's kind of like the term disarmed. Somebody took away my gun. This is the same thing. Unhoused is going to grow, and the reason on the left especially, and I, well on the right, no people are just going to say homeless. They're not. They're not going for this unhoused shit. And if you do, you're you're a moron. Don't do it. Okay, unhoused is something that is forced on a person. Not that the person made lost his home because he or she made bad decisions, started taking drugs or quit their job or did stupid things, but it was taken away from them. They were unhoused. That's the idea behind that. This is going to be an and this is going to end up being something. Well, they're unhoused because of the system. The system is unjust. And for the unhoused, we must implement social justice. And the way to implement social justice for the unhoused is to tear down the system. That's where this is going. I, I'm telling you, the homeless is going to be, the homeless are going to be the new victim group. That's what's coming. They're still not the victim group. People do not see the homeless as a victim group. And the reason is, a lot of them are there because of really bad decisions. They started using drugs or they they have mental illness, which, by the way, that's another thing that the, this, this article could go into is, OK, we have a mental health crisis. Maybe we should deal with that, but they'll never do that here. So you just watch the homeless. They're going to be a new victim group. So don't fall for that unhoused BS. OK. You want to see something funny? And it really isn't funny, but I'm going to say it's funny anyway because I laughed when I did it. Ask an 18-year-old that graduated high school the first 10 questions of the citizenship test. That's the test that non-U.S. citizens take to become citizens and see how many they get right. I guarantee you they will stop answering questions after like the first four or five questions. And by the way, the citizenship test, if you know basic history, if you know basic civics, it's an easy test. Who is the first president of the United States is a question on the civics exam, on the citizenship exam. You would be shocked. How many people don't know who the first president of the United States is? You'd be shocked to hear. I heard from someone I live with say Abraham Lincoln. I am not kidding. I am shocked to hear no one knows what the Civil War is or what it was fought for. Now, my wife knows that, and she's not even an American citizen. She knows what the three branches of government are. Okay, according to The Blaze, and this is a big story and it really should be discussed because it shows just how bad our education system is. 
Report. In recent years, woke iconoclasts and revisionists have sought to erase and rewrite American history, tearing down statues and altering the facts surrounding the American founding. The erosion of national remembrance and shared memory has not, however, been limited to the columns of liberal newspapers and town squares. A new report indicates teachers and schools might also share responsibility for cultivating a society growing increasingly ignorant of its proud past. On Wednesday, the National Assessment of Educational Progress, the largest continuing and nationally representative assessment of American students' knowledge and capability in math, reading, science, and writing, released its 2022 assessment, also called the National Report Card. Yeah, this should be good. According to the NAEP, the average U.S. history score at 8th grade decreased by 5 points compared to 2018 and 9 points compared to 2014. This slump was observed across the U.S. history themes, including democracy, culture, technology, and world role. You know, a lot of kids don't know what World War II is about. A lot of kids don't know when World War II happened. Continuing, the students are tested on their knowledge of key names, dates, and places, as well as historic ideas and movements. Axios reported that the extra to students' average history scores slipping, civic scores dropped for the first time in 25 years. Now, you'd be shocked. No one knows what the, um, no one knows that Abe Lincoln didn't own slaves. I'm not kidding. I've heard people actually say, well, he was a slave owner. Abe Lincoln was not a slave owner. Abe Lincoln was also not the first president of the United States. A lot of people don't understand that Columbus did not land in the United States itself. He landed in the Caribbean. Here's the problem with all this. They don't know that the the Congress, the presidency, and the Supreme Court are the three pillars of the United States government. They don't know what the Constitution is. They don't know the the difference between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. They don't know the three words of the first three words of the Constitution. They don't know what the Bill of Rights are. Half of them don't know who the president is right now. They definitely don't know who the vice president is. They don't know how many justices are on the Supreme Court. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. But here's the thing. This is where it's scary. And yeah, it might seem funny, but this is where it's scary. These kids are voting. These kids are going to be in positions of power. They're going to be lawmakers. And these kids are being taught in our schools to hate this country and hate all it stands for. This is why there needs to be limits on voting. And yes, I'm calling for voter suppression. I think you should know a little bit about your country before you vote. But a lot of these kids, they have no idea. If you don't know who the president is, why are you voting for president? You shouldn't be voting at all. If you don't know what Congress is, if you don't know the presidency, if you don't know the Supreme Court, you shouldn't be voting. If you don't know what the Constitution is, you shouldn't be voting. You don't even know what the laws of the Constitution are. Why should you be voting to uphold the Constitution? Instead, these people are being taught garbage history. They're being taught that the, that the people of the United States killed all the Indians. 
They're being, instead of the Indians actually fighting against the white man during the wars. The United, the, hey, we were at a war. We just won the war. Too bad for the Indians. These kids are being taught that slavery was something that is unique to the United States. Not that slavery ended, slavery in Africa ended in 1981, the last country to actually end slavery. Nothing like that. They're being taught we are terrible. And of course, uh, by the way, the slavery thing, um, the Bible in the third book in the Bible actually, or second book in the Bible actually talks about Egyptian slavery. So the Egyptians held the Jews for slaves for hundreds of years. And, you know, slavery has been around all through human history. But United States, we're the special ones. I'm sorry, these kids shouldn't be voting. And I mean, I, I know people I'm very close to, they should have no business voting. They have no idea what, they have no idea even what the issues are. They talk about abortion and transing kids. That's that's what they know. They don't know, you know, there is a world outside of the United States. Iran, kind of a big deal. Russia, kind of a big deal. China, kind of a big deal. But they don't know. Ukraine, the war between Ukraine and Russia, kind of a big deal. But they only know the surface about it. And they shouldn't be voting for people that are going to be controlling that stuff. Okay, that's it for today. I got more stories for you tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>